welcome to the newest episode of the 413 podcast featuring the one and only PCB Boys. Yeah, what up? What up? What it do, boo-boos? <laughs> All right, today uh, we are talking about our top three sort of uh, mood busters. So we're, these are albums that, um, you know, they can be from any time frame, just something that like you hear and you want to listen to the whole album or it really kind of takes you to a different space, um, makes you happy, you want to sing along, whatever it might be. We're talking mood busters today because I think we're all ready for a little bit of a, of a swing in mood and with the seasons changing and things sort of uh, leveling out in the world, I think um, we're all ready to, to get back in the swing of our lives again. So we just want to talk about something that's uplifting. Not that wrestling is not uplifting. <laughs> Have you ever seen a power slam? Yeah, exactly. Every day. <laughs> you ever see a giant pick someone up by the neck and slam them to the ground it's gonna be an interesting list it's gonna be an interesting list <sighs> all right um so we're not gonna go in any sort of uh regular format we, we're not gonna pick our uh you know threes twos ones we're just gonna each go through our list and kind of talk a little bit about some of our favorite tracks and, you know, just maybe a little bit about the album. Um, we didn't decide who was going to start. Um, I think it's going to be Bill today. Right on. I'm glad I get to start this one uh, because whenever I'm like in a bummed out mood or even if I'm in a good mood, it's one album that I always want to hear and uh, a favorite album of all time. Um, I think Wick already knows this, but uh, Jared and Andy probably do too. Um, the Wonder Years, of course, Suburbia, I've given you all and now I'm nothing. The first time that Ooh. I heard the first song there came out swinging and just it just hooked me in. And this band was like incredible, just every artist unbelievable. But here's just some of the bangers on this. Um, Woke Up Older, Local Man Ruins Everything, My Life is a Pigeon, Coffee Eyes, I've Given You All, Don't Let Me Cave In, Hoodie Weather. That's I, pretty much the entire album, like, it, Bill. It, 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 and it reminds me of like, like Elm Street and like, uh, you know, the, the early 2000s and stuff, like, just, you know, like, like what, what we did, like, just writing songs about our friends. Um, oh, that sing. album always picks me up like and uh, yeah I'm giving you all is probably one of my favorite songs of all time too never heard it live but it's 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 a banger uh, my uh, number two album on here whenever you're in a bummed out mood and you throw some ska music on <laughs> you can't be in a bummed out mood anymore uh, street like I uh, a lot of these I have tattooed on me. So uh, Streetlight Manifestos, uh, uh, Everything Goes Numb. Um, I, the, the first track, uh, Everything Went Numb, reminds me of uh, Reservoir Dogs. So oh, pretty awesome. 
uh, that'll be the day. It's got some just like banging bass lines, like um, point counterpoint, just an incredible track. And like all the songs are like sing along songs too. So like if you go for like a drive, you throw this album on, like it's just happiness is contagious. Even if the lyrics are sometimes a little, little darker, it's still, it, 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 it pumps you up. Um, also, uh, we are the few and here's the life. Two of my favorite tracks of, uh, all time. Um, the big sleep I have, uh, tattooed on my right arm here. Uh, yeah, that's definitely one. And then, um, a little old school, you know, like if, if I want to get in the time machine a little bit for my third album, the offspring, smash oh, like ooh, good one <laughs> this i of course you got bangers like self-esteem and come out and play but like when nitro hits it's just like boom this the energy in it is just so awesome bad habit when i was a little kid listening to it and there's a bunch of swearing amazing as an old man now a bunch of swearing and it's amazing uh yeah there is like maybe one skippable song on this uh, album. Uh, Killboard Powerhead is not really my jam, but everything else is just so good. Like all three albums here are like, I could just listen to them on repeat and just, it just pumps me up. And, you know, if I'm in a funk, I'm not in a funk anymore. And uh, if I needed some energy, these three albums are going to give me so much energy. Run through a wall. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Where I have to say, I, I have not heard Streetlight Manifesto. I've not heard that album. That's something I'll I have. Know. They are really good. One of my favorite live acts, too. Yeah. They're just energy in a bottle. Yeah. Uh, Suburbia. I mean, you nailed it right in the head. That album, like, it was sort of like, I think, where the writing started to get a little bit more serious. I, you know, I, I, I did have a, uh, a problem a little bit um, picking between the upsides and suburbia, but like, as, as I went through the, the, the songs there, like I, there's just not a bad track on the album. Yeah. I think it's a, it's super relatable. I think in the sense of like, you know, the songwriting themes, they're not, they don't, they're not super heavy. You know, they're not later wonder years for sure. Yeah. Um, they're a good variety of like fast and poppy to sort of slow and ballady. And I think the album kind of runs this really interesting route. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to find a bad song on that record. It, it really plays through really well and I, it's aged well as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited like, also. Uh, hopefully this year things start opening up again, like you're saying, uh, 10 year anniversary of the album. So hopefully we get a tour and, uh, yeah, that, that would, I can't believe this is 2011 when that album came out. Yeah. It's insane. It was actually the, that was the second album I heard from them. I actually listened to the greatest generation first, but, um, going back, I was like, I was like, uh, yeah, I, I was expecting in. like a really like like a 
almost like a backslide in a way. Like, cause you know, like it's obviously was, it wasn't their second album, but I think it was like their, their second, like serious album in my opinion. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, okay, the first album probably was like, you know, like kind of getting their sound, but I feel like the album was like super polished, uh, great tracks on it, great recordings. And, um, I could go back and listen to them like back to back and I don't like feel like it's a different band, but they grew up a little bit. So. Yeah. Sweet, sweet list, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Nice. Um, since the squares are adjusted in this way, um, uh, if you don't all don't mind, I guess I'm going to go next. Yeah, absolutely. Squares are different on my screen. I just want to add that. I think. Well, you did something, yeah, and all of a sudden you're, you went to the bottom. So now you're going last, Andy, on my screen. Yeah, screwed it up. Screwed up the whole Not order. All right, so I got to be honest, my. Mood busters, um, nothing that's come out in the last 15 years. Whoa, last 20 years. Whoa, last 25 years. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, I kind of took it back. Um, I th- to me, like when I think of the, the mood buster, I think of like when I put on headphones and really just zone into something, and so my picks are a little bit more, um in the softer, almost folky kind of genre. And because it's like, I think my, my sort of longer memories are putting headphones on and just like lounging out and listening to a whole album, like front to back. And it sort of just reminds me of the good old days. You know, we weren't skipping tracks. We weren't creating playlists. We weren't shuffling things. It just was, we would listen to an album. And so these are all albums that I would pick up and listen to front to back and um, like really just like help me zone out and like really focus on the album. And so that's kind of the route I went with these. Um, number one, uh, well, I guess number three, I'll count down. Uh, number three for me um Came out in 1970, and it's a uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young Deja Vu album. Um, this album kind of it had some some cool kind of rock and roll songs, but um, really it was like the songs that really I listen to all the time now when I hear it, and it like really um, you know takes me to a certain point and. Um, even more now, like that this year, um, you know, Andrew and I bought a house and we're sort of settling in. So, uh, the track, our house, um, not the madness one, but, um, it's a very, very, very fine. House. I was um, I don't have two cats in the yard. It's off the but, street. Yeah. There you go. But great track. Um, Neil Young's, uh, uh, sort of lead, uh, helpless, um, you know, he he did that solo, but also when he brought it to Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and they added the harmonies in the chorus, makes it such a beautiful song. Um, just great, great track. And um, again, it's like it's just a very easy record to listen to. And um, yeah, I just love it. It it takes me back and uh, loves to listen to it. 
Um, my next pick, again, total zone out record. Um, they reintroduced this record, I think, in like 07 um, as like a deluxe edition where they did a whole bunch of live tracks on it. And I think it's the one criticism I have of the band is that they change all the melodies to their tracks when they do them live to the point where I think the audience can't sing along and doesn't recognize the song. But either way, fucking geniuses. Um, the next choice is August and Everything After by The Counting Crows from 1993. Obviously, their big single from that was Mr. Jones, but to me, the standout track of that record is Anna Begins. It's like this kind of um, softer, cool, vibey song. And the whole record really is like that. And um, if I remember correctly, they rented out um, like a mansion and they just stayed there for a few months and recorded the record there. And so it's got this really cool sound to it. It's very, um, it sounds big. It sounds um, ambient and it's got this kind of cool vibe to it. So I love the sound of that record is one of my favorite sounding records of all time, but also um, great track list on there front to back. And my first choice, and I was told by my sister because I played this one time when she was over um, recent, well, not recently, but you know, in the last five years, um, that this is one of the most common uh, records played while doctors are doing surgeries. <laughs> Shit. So I guess that tells you that it keeps you with a very steady hand. Um, and that is um, 1960. Well, I guess it came out in 1970, but it was recorded in 69. 1970s Moon Dance by Van Morrison. Again, tremendous album. Um, by far and away, my favorite track on that is And It Stoned Me. It's the first track on the record. And it's sort of um, this, this throwback to, um, you know, a friend of his and, or Ben Morrison and a friend of his are um, going down fishing. They're just, you know, two, two boys hanging out, having fun. And there's this uh, guy, I guess, who... Um, lives on the road or something they're walking down and offers them some water and it ends up being moonshine and so they both get kind of like you know blitzed off their ass and um, it's sort of just like a memory of that and um, just like um, you know like two friends like hanging out fishing it's sort of like a coming of age tale in my opinion but great catchy song um, and just leads into uh, again a really relaxing mellow like dinner kind of soundtrack. Um, I think the first, I think side A um, catches me a little bit more than side B, but I think the whole album, um, side A is so good that side B, even if it's a little bit weaker, still makes for a great album. So that's what I got. Nice. I uh, remember buying a Matt Tucker uh, August and everything after um, for his birthday. <laughs> probably, uh, probably the best present I ever gave anybody ever. Um, that's a good point. We should have a whole podcast about the best present we ever gave. <laughs> True. 
Uh, Bill's already done, so you don't have to show up next week. <laughs> I think I gave somebody um a um what the heck's who was like the uh Harvey Finkelman is that his name from WWF? He was like one of the main oh. announcers. I think the yeah. Stash, like early nineties, something like that. Right. He had a he had a microphone that you could buy. I gave that to a, a kid, Chris. I think in like first grade. So that is pretty awesome. All right, we just filmed another. We just recorded another episode, so that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the books. All right, um, continuing our sequence because I know Andy is so excited about his list that we'll let him close the show. So we're gonna go over to Jared with your picks. <laughs> All right. Uh, the first one I have, I'm going to go with is uh, Casano's Sound of Salvation. Nice. Very good choice. First foray of all the, well, two ex North Star bandmates. That was their the first full length, right? They did, they, they did that EP. Yeah. 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 Super vibey, full band instruments. Very that was cool. good shit. Got more mellow. Spring and Folly, that's good, but stuff's, you know, not all green. Uh, my second one, I'm actually going to go with uh, Realities Coming Through from Hot Rod Circuit. Nice. Just because of Inhabit. <coughs> like, I feel like... That is the to. banger on that on that record. Yeah. Because it sounds very different than any other track on that. <laughs> yeah, they did kind of get a little bit different for most of it, I will say. Yeah, pretty much everything after Sorry About Tomorrow, the albums are like a couple songs that sound alike and then a bunch that sound very different. <laughs> yeah, and then usually one kind of twangy country yeah, one, one thrown in real, <laughs> just for a good measure. One gets, rounded gets out. Real down south. Yeah. Uh, and actually, for my last one, I'm going to go with uh, Hey Mercedes Loses Control, which is a little bit of a, a weird one. Never heard of it. Smaller, obscure pop punk record, but it was, I don't know, something I vibe with for a while now. And if I hear a couple of songs, I end up having to listen to it the whole way through. Every you know time. when it came out? Like last five years, ten years? 2002? Oh. Dang. No, I feel... been a little while. Yeah, I'm bad with, with time on some of those records. I was uh, the, on the radio... Yeah, some of them are a couple of years and some of them are like decades. <laughs> on the radio the other day, there was like a Maroon 5 song on and I was like, this song is like 20 years old. <laughs> like Maroon 5 is essentially classic rock right now. <laughs> About to be. I mean... Closer every Adam day. Levine is Mick Jagger. Literally. <laughs> he might be if he's lucky. Actually, Mick Jagger's not dead, so never mind. Mick Jagger's still Mick Jagger. <laughs> well, we believe died? allegedly he's two. not dead. Yeah. What? Prince isn't around anymore. There's room. That's, <laughs> that's rude. And too soon. All right, Andy, I can see this look of absolute glee on your face. Disgust. You are ready to 
give us I this list ready. in all its glory. This list is all about summertime jams. Okay? Did you find this, this is going to be an interesting list? I did think this was going to be an interesting list because this is all about feelings for me. That about well, I mean, I, I love all the songs that are on there, anyways. But I'm going to go down from top to bottom. So because my number three is absolutely hilarious because I really only like one song on that album, but I'll explain the backstories behind them. So number one, Jimmy Eat World, Bleed America. Love nice. it. The first big group event I went to with everyone before when I went to shows, they were kind of small local shows or with just a couple of people. But that was when we literally that album came out and they came close. Timmy K got a van. We loaded everyone in the van. We loaded everyone in a Nick's car and we drove out there. And it was like my first like real big concert kind of um, with a with a group of friends. And I absolutely loved every fucking minute of that concert. And whenever any one of those songs come on, I have to listen to that album again because I just it the memories it brings back. It just brings back that summer, all the fun we fucking had out there. It's just all those memories come flooded back, smoking cigs, drinking coffee, like you know, hanging out on Elm Street. It's all there. Just a regular and 18 that, year old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that rolls into, you know, saves the day, which is the same. Uh, say what you are like that album right there. That was that summer. Like we all together. It, like the music was great. We were all hanging out, having a blast. I mean, that summer was like, a, I just always remember it as a perfect summer. I don't think it was, but I just remember it that way. Like it was a great hey, take summer. it back. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. There was so many other crazy shit that happened in other summers. And then my last one, Alien Ant Farm, just for that one song, Smooth Criminal. Yes, Bill, I see you covering <laughs> The only reason that album is on there is whenever I hear that song, I literally remember being in the stanza with Nabil when that song came on the radio and he literally was like, we need to get this album now. And I was like, yes. And we like <laughs> lit up a cigarette, we sped off to freaking, I think at the time it was coconuts and freaking bought alien ant farm and listened to that fucking album several times that weekend. Like I was like, we were like, this song is amazing. <laughs> I uh, I thought you would have gone with the darkness. Oh, I love <laughs> the darkness. I honestly would have put permission to land. Otherwise. That is on here, but it's top three. And I was like, you know what? The darkness was great. And I had a lot of fun always talking to Kevin about the darkness because he thinks they're an awesome band because they are. But there's, Alien Ant Farm, they're still a pretty solid rock band. I know. I love I love the darkness, but I just I had to go with feelings. I had to go with things that just bring up some good summertime feelings. No, that's the point. Uh, my sister had the Alien Ant Farm record, and <laughs> he only liked like three songs on it, so she would just rotate between three songs. And um, they had a couple of their own. And I'll say, like, they were catchy, they were interesting, they were different for the time. I think the band ended up ended up being kind of douchey, but um, definitely like they a moment okay. in time. Yeah. Well, somebody died. Did they die? Is that Did they die? Shit. I, Somebody in Alien Ant Farm or something? Are they still touring? Or was that no, POD I think one of them removed like a rib and sucked their own dick. I think that was the. Uh, That's not fucking Marilyn Manson. <laughs> He's not dead either. It's like throwing out rumors. <laughs> hey, he got kicked Just out. That's question. If you guys knew, but fine. Uh, Jared, are you Fleetwood Mac? Because I'm hearing a lot of rumors over there. 
which also could have been on my top album list. No, not gonna lie. It's true. Spotify would tell you that Rumors is my favorite album. <laughs> it's because Andrew and I share an account and we also share a love for Fleetwood Mac. So <laughs> that comes up more than anything. Spotify would say to me, Are you sure you want to hear that Alien Ant Farm song again? I'd be like, Yes. Right. If Nabil was here, he'd love it. He had the curly black hair. It was like an 80 degree day in the car and he was still wearing his leather trench coat. <laughs> What always and forever? Um, yeah. Why can't I think of the band now? Um, what was the name of the band that was um, Chris Cornell and Tom Morello? Um, oh, Audio, Sl- Audio, Audio Slave. Slave. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember it was like probably two thousand. I don't know, two thousand three tops, maybe two thousand four. And I was showing my stepdad how LimeWire works. I'm like, you just type in a, like a band here and it'll like come up and show you all their albums. So I'm like, just type in like whatever. So I just typed in poop and it brought up the whole Audio Slave album. <laughs> <laughs> so just a little fun fact for everybody. If you type in poop and LimeWire, you will get the entire Audio Slave album. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, point it out. I still feel like that's quite the gamble. It's just throwing that into a search engine and seeing what you get back. Yeah, that was brave. Yeah. I know, you could have got some porno or something like that. Well, I figured it was a 50-50 toss-up of enjoyment. Either <laughs> 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 got audio slave or porn. I don't know. Both could be fun. <laughs> Who knows? Just don't download Tub Girl on, you know, Murph's computer. You're going to fucking download a virus. That's true. We won't do that. What Liam? What? <laughs> Liam represent? Liam could be listening. He's our one. He's our one subscriber. So, won't hey, Liam. Oh, was there? There's somebody. I want subscriber, <laughs> which we know is Wick. Just checking the audio on. <laughs> I made. I basically I catfish our own account. <laughs> I just made like forty accounts, so we have a lot of subscribers. It's a it's a full time job. I'm just going to tell you that right now. You're welcome. Seen Flight of the Concords. So I know how this works. Right. Exactly. It's going to be one of those things that becomes super popular and we're never going to know. It's going to be like super popular in Asia or something. They're like, whoa, this podcast is going crazy in North Korea. The only thing they're allowed to listen to because they talk about music they've never heard of and wrestling. <laughs> That's fair. The Wix mini fridge will be That's overflowing right. from underneath there. We won't know what's going on. Oh, no, no, that one's good. We'll get invited to North Korea. Kim Jong Un would like to meet the PC boys. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Dennis Rodman would want to fly over with us. Like, okay, I, guys, I can't go on vacation to North Korea. I don't know anything about the country. Does that mean you get a tiger? Ooh. That might be. All right. Well, anyway, let's uh, let's conclude this episode, and uh, we will hit y'all back next week, or. In a couple of weeks, depending if Bill's phone falls in the toilet again. <laughs> depending if Apple decides to continue to have crappy customer service and ask people with their phone hold your breath there. to, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm going to send you a code. I'm going to text you a code, okay? You say your phone yeah. doesn't work. I'm going to text you a code to, to fix this. Yeah, authenticity code. Take your back. You just scream it into the toilet. All this right. CAPTCHA blindfolded. <laughs> Is this an audio slave song? 
All right. Well, we'll catch you next week where we will be discussing our uh, top five favorite album openers. So opening tracks that really set the tone for an album. So we'll be back next week and we'll catch you all then. Peace out, everyone. Hey there, one subscriber. See ya.